another solid gold podcast. And a very, very warm welcome yet again. How's it, Mel? You look great. Getting all that vitamin D lucky thing. So how have things been over in France? And, and I believe that you, you, you're feeling a little stressed. Oh, What's I'm going on? I'm so excited because tomorrow the whole family was going to Madrid to see Cassie because she's been studying there mm-hmm. and none of us have been to visit her. We go to Paris all the time, but Madrid is just a bit of a schlep to get to. And... Um, of course, France, being France, is having a nationwide strike tomorrow. So, <laughs> so they've just oh, changed my no. flight to Saturday night, and I leave Sunday morning. So, so yes, yeah, so I have to go and try and sort that out. Maybe jump on a train. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, we've been looking forward to this for months. So it's. Well, I hope you managed to get it right. I mean, at least it's easier to do that there than it is a lot of the time down here in the in darkest yeah, Africa. I, I don't know, but it's just a reminder that we struggle here too. And, yeah. and when the French strike, they strike, you know. Well, at least you don't have tigers roaming your streets. <laughs> oh, shame though. But did you hear this morning, that's why I was a little late, that um, actually the tiger died last night. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really that, tragic. What I want to know is what was there a tiger doing living on a small holding in the middle of nowhere. I mean, in, in, well, so, I mean, really, why is yeah. there a tiger? And, and you know what? The way I see it, Jenny, quite frankly, I know it's becoming a bit of a non-story here, but I, my thought on it is we have enough cougars roaming the streets of Johannesburg <laughs> to keep that going all the time, so we're really not worried about it. But what actually happened? Where did it come from? Well, actually, you know, Carte Blanche did a show just in October about mm. this rise in tigers in Gauteng and quite a few areas where, where people were kind of walking their tigers like they were walking their dog. And, um, and so there were people who had been raising concerns. This particular owner, you know, it was on a private property. Everybody who's ever been on his property said the love and care you know, has just been amazing for these two tigers. And it was sabotage, you know, somebody cut the wires apparently um, uh, of the fence. Mm. And so the two tigers, a male and a female escaped. They managed to get the male almost immediately. But um, the female had last night uh, on Tuesday night, in the early hours of Wednesday morning, had gone into um, close to six homes on one of the farms Mm. and killed a domestic animal. And obviously everybody was really scared. And because it was so close to all these people, um, they couldn't dart it. You know, they tried to euthanize it, but they couldn't, Mm. they couldn't use the dart. And, and so instead, the tiger is now deceased. So it's uh, a that is not tragic cool. outcome for everyone. That, that really isn't cool. Anyway, so please, yeah. you know, tigers don't belong in South Africa. No, Stop but you know, interestingly, them. interestingly, Melanie, there's a um, South Africa uh, supplies something like 10 to 20 percent mm. of the world's tigers to zoos because yeah. there's so much breeding going on in south africa of tigers so it's really funny how we all grew up you know laughing at foreigners saying they aren't tigers in africa and um yeah there are a lot now there yeah. are yeah yeah oh, but still you know unless um you have it in a place where it's actually safe to have it don't yeah. do it anyway. and, and also 
such a huge um, shout out to the community who all came together, the police, the drone people, you know, it was incredible. I think another kind of South African problem, there wasn't any water around, so there was another company that was donating water. Um, so, so the community was incredible. Now they need to do the same thing when it comes to lost people. That would be yes. good. Anyway, what have you got from the way of news for expats this week? For South Africans overseas who like watching TV, there's two shows worth watching right now mm -hmm. um, to keep you connected with South Africa, apart from, of course, Showmax. Um, there is, in the Netherlands, uh, there's a show that's been on for years called V Estimol. And this year, they are in Cape Town, they're in South Africa, and the South African Youth Choir is featured. Oh, okay. Then the South African Youth Choir, not in Louisville. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so that's pretty cool. And then, if you're in England and many of the countries who syndicated, including in South Africa, um, the Winter Love Island is being filmed in South Africa right now. Um, I think it started last night or the night before in in England and um, they're filming at the most exquisite villa. It is called Ludus Magnus. Mm -hmm. Does that ring a bell for you? Nope. It's where, where the gladiators were trained in Roman times, um, but obviously not in South Africa, <laughs> but it's named <laughs> after that. But so okay. there'll be a lot of sport in this, in this um, uh, season of Love Island, but the villa is magnificent. It's in French Hook. The views are spectacular, you know. So, so even if you don't want to look at the hot bodies, you can just look at the beautiful, beautiful South African uh, views. But if it's called Love Island, why is it not on an island? I think it is metaphorical, kind of, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're in an island cut off. Yeah, there we go, yes. Sorry, not many people would have heard my eyes rolling at the beginning of that whole thing, <laughs> but just in case you didn't, there we go. <laughs> I heard loud and clear. <laughs> okay. And what is this free to be South Africa? There's a great competition on for everyone. So if you're in South Africa, um, you've probably got the most chance, um, but you can also um, enter this competition if you're outside South Africa and what it is is SATSA you know they are the voice of inbound tourism to South Africa mm. um, they've got this campaign going because South Africa's got so many wonderful freedoms mm. um, you know from from actual legislation to just wide open spaces everything so they are celebrating that and bringing it to the awareness of the of the world so post your photos, your videos to an Instagram story, mm. hashtag free to be South Africa and tag Satsa. Okay. And not only will you be doing a wonderful thing for South Africa, but you could be in for a chance of winning like uh, two nights at Table Bay, which mm. is divine, or high tea at the Oyster Box and Amshlanga Rocks, all kinds of prizes. Oh, okay. I think I might have a look at that myself. Uh, and just talking about stuff that's going on in South Africa, um, a couple of hours ago, as we're speaking now, um, do, do you remember Angus Begg, the journalist? Angus? He wrote Angus Begg, B-E-G-G. So he's a journalist, and he wrote this piece on Facebook this morning, um, which I've, I thought was a very well 
thought out and well written piece I will tag you on it maybe other people can go and have a, a read as well it's a thought-provoking piece but not in a negative way about what's happening in South Africa so I found that quite um, kind of enlightening in a way Oh, I would love to read that because we posted this week um, a post by Sandra Jacobs with with her permission and everything Mm. and we've published her before because she lost some of her closest family members who moved abroad. Mm. Um, So she's written about it before but she also was sitting up late at night going through Facebook and she was seeing a lot of her friends kind of making plans of I've had enough, you know, Mm. and I want to move abroad. This is just too much now with the load shedding, the electricity hike in rates, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, and, um, and so she wrote this, and, and what I liked about it is she said, just be kind to yourself. You know, if you are going to move, don't feel the guilt. Like, just be kind. Just be kind. Be kind to everyone. Be kind to yourself. And it sparked a lot of conversation. So for anybody who's who's struggling with what to do, what not to do. Um, It's really worth reading on our Facebook page, the comments from expats, from people who've moved back to South Africa. You know, the same old grass isn't greener, um, but there's a a range of opinions. People who are so happy they made the move and people who are delighted to have made the move back to South Africa where there's the magic, you know. Mm, mm. So... It's it's kind of uplifting and, and just for everybody to support each other in whatever their decision is because what's right for one person is not necessarily right for another. Well, one thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, one of the reasons why I would leave this country, but I'm sure it's just as bad in so many other countries around the world, is the way is that people drive. Oh, <laughs> my. I knew you, you would knew say it. that. <laughs> yeah. And especially when there are no lights working, literally on my way from my house to the podcast studio, there was not one traffic light on. And do you know that people, especially in Johannesburg, they just have no clue. They just want to go fast. They just go. They don't even slow down a lot of the time when there's a robot out. Sorry, for those of you who have forgotten what a robot is, we mean the traffic light. Okay. But you know, Mel, you saying that reminds me that we already, I remember when I worked at Thompson's in Randburg, mm. the lights used to often be out then as well, because I remember there was kind of a rule of what to do when the lights went yeah. out. Well, there are rules, but you know, this is Africa, so of course nobody follows them. Anyway, let's get on to more pleasant things. <laughs> All right, so what else have you got in the way of news? I mean, I know we mentioned Kirsten Luntman last week, and of course, I mean, yeah. I'm like the, one of the biggest Dakar fans, and, and my bucket list item is definitely to race a truck in the Dakar. I've, yeah, I've got I'll to do that. Yeah, I support you. Yeah, and why don't you come and sit there and go like this with me as in well? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. In the desert. Um, yeah, wasn't that wonderful? And South Africans did so well this year. But what I love the most is that it seems that just to finish is is the win. Yeah. Like you didn't even have to come first. But no, it was such a South hard Africa. one this year. Yeah. Uh, the weather was just terrible. Um, so so we're really proud of South African expat Michael Doherty, mm. who he lives in Dubai. And this was his first one. And he won top, top rookie of, of this year's Dakar. So and then, of course, like we, had, we had our two South Africans in the top 
five. Yeah. Fourth and fifth with Khanil yeah. and um, Hannes. And then, of course, Brian Baraguana slipped out of the top because he was running at about seven or eight most of the time. We had a problem, but he still came in towing somebody across the finish line with him, which I, I thought know. was absolutely brilliant. That was team spirit. That was so beautiful. It makes me cry. And um, and then and then Kirsten, of course, she, like you mentioned, she was the only female in that class, which was yeah. the most difficult class. Yeah, no, she's and, brilliant. And she completed. And Charon Moore actually won his original class. Yeah, originals, yeah. They were, had so many different classes that they were actually putting out this year because usually you'd only see like cars, sometimes quads, motorbikes obviously always come up first, and yeah. trucks. And now this year they had, um, uh, not proformers, what are they called? Prototypes. Yeah. <laughs> Prototypes, they had classics, which were all the cars before 1989, which was lovely to see some of the older vehicles. Really sad, of course, that um, you know the top guys uh, that were in the Audis didn't complete, which was sad. Uh, Peter Hansel and um, uh, what's his name? His son races in Formula. But the great thing is that South African built Toyota. Came first and second, yeah. First three, yeah. hey. Yeah. I think it was, or was it first, fourth, and fifth? But anyway, well, they came in the top, three the top section, in the yeah. top, yeah, just uh, amazing. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, talk about yeah. people winning, um, how did Miss South Africa do? You know, she did really well. She made it into, so you go to the top 16, and then, is it the top eight, or the top five that they announced next? Anyway, she made it into the top 16. She was, she was, she was just delightful. She, you know, she remembered how, you know, as a kid, she was just a barefoot kid on dust roads in Limpopo. And there she was now in the U.S. on stage in such a sophisticated environment and just humble and grateful. And everybody was so proud of her. She thinks that the Miss Universe is going to do super well. Um, she can't, who was a, an American, Miss America one, and she can't wait to get back to South Africa and be promoting um, her education campaign to, to help kids get educated. Uh, so I think she's going to do great things, and I think that she will go into Miss World as well. So mm. perhaps she could win that. She's, okay. she's certainly deserving. She's beautiful. Oh, well, big ups to her. Okay, yeah. so... I'm, I'm always looking for local good news. What I has come know. up on your side? Uh, because I sit here and I'm saying everybody's so miserable and I've actually just been saying to people, you know what? There's nothing we can do about it. And then it just, it just made me, it reminded me yesterday of how lucky we are with a friend of mine who has um, one of her, her late mother's domestic who she's still looking after and how she'd been going out to this hospital in, in her area and getting nowhere. And unfortunately, because of the mismanagement of the hospitals and the, the lack of care and the lack of respect that the people have at those hospitals and clinics for the majority of the people who are reliant on that for health care, she now has just been diagnosed with, um, I think, bladder cancer. And it's too late to do anything about it. So, you know, I mean, we must bear a thought that so many of us are just so lucky. Um, and especially for those people who have managed to, who have got the money to go off grid and who've got generators or solar or inverters or whatever, spare a thought for the people out there that don't have any of that and don't have access to decent health care, don't have money to go to a dentist when they're in pain. So, you know, think about the things that you should be thanking yourself or thanking the universe for instead of moaning all the time i'm tired and, of moaning people and and kind of 
support where you can. Um, we just got a story in now from Jacaranda FM, mm-hmm. who, um, you know, they have their Good Morning Angels Fund. Mm. And they've just just told us that they are giving 200000 to the people, you know, because there were people in the hospital when there was that Boxburg explosion um, mm, mm. on Christmas Eve with the tanker that exploded underneath that low bridge. The low bridge, yeah. Yeah, um, a shame, 40 people, uh, the death toll now. So they are donating 200000 100000 towards Hope SA Foundation, which mm. does so much good and um, and it had been helping with victims and then they're giving 50,000 each to two of the families one family lost two two or three members uh, I think husband wife and sister-in-law and the other family lost four children mm. and so they will get 50,000 each to help them in these devastating times but um, it's still still good to see the people coming together. Oh, there's help. a lot of good people there. I mean, I, I just think about, um, you know, the uh, Teddy-thon, which um, Hot 1027 puts on every single year, which anybody from anywhere in the world can support as well. Um, they do it, I think it's around about October. And this this last year, I think they raised over 8 million rand. I can't remember. We have talked about it before. So the fact that there are these community radio stations, all smaller um, parochial radio yeah. stations who are doing good and looking after their parishes as well I just I, my hats off to all of them and to all of those DJs who do all of this great work yeah there we go. so divine and 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 also to all the firefighters there was because it's firefighting mm. season um there was a huge sudden fire at on Boys Drive which is quite famous yeah in Cape Town they always have fires there yeah yeah, and, and they put out that fire pretty quickly um, as it was like encroaching. Yeah, At what? least they have fire engines in Cape Town. I mean, I think at the last count, we only had like three working ones for the whole of Joburg. But it was good news and very heartening to see that um, the DA mayor, and I can't remember who the other lady is, is um, they have now started with the requisitioning and um, finding of more fire engines and things for Joburg. So, oh, great. And, so I, and I also saw come. at least three trains have started again as well. So, so yeah. onwards and upwards. Yes, and I just think you have to keep on going, just yeah. chugging ahead nicely. Yeah. And, and inspiring literary, literary stuff is happening in Simonstown. They are um, launching what's going to be an annual book festival and I think that you should be going because your friend Justin Fox is going to be there. Yeah, I was just looking at that and just thinking, you know, I'm trying to get him to do a podcast with me but he said, no, he's not really happy about speaking on there. Oh, <laughs> Which really? is amazing. Yeah, so he's I mean, so but there's just so, he is, he's just really, the books that he's put out, if any of you have not heard of Justin Fox, he's the late Revel Fox, one of his children, this brother of Greta Fox. Okay, um, of course, Revel Fox was one of the great architects here in South Africa. But what Justin did, he, he was the editor of Getaway magazine for, I think it was Getaway? Yeah. For quite a while. Yeah. He's the, he takes the most amazing pictures, and now he's written these books, and they're very, very interesting books as well. And, and they are historical kind of novels. Yeah, historical and novels. And they are based around Simonstown. And this yes. book festival that's getting launched is, is apparently going to be the biggest and the best. It's in Simonstown. Um, unbelievably, Nobel laureate J.M. Kutzia is going to be there. Um, Anki Kroch. Anki Kroch, yeah. She's yeah. just such an amazing writer as well. Damon Galgut, of course, who's like won Which awards won all over the world. Yeah. 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 So, and, and 
heaps of others. I, I went through the whole list. It's it's just incredible. Send so it I to me. I will make a plan to get to Cape Town. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll wrangle so my they, brother. <laughs> they, they're launching it on February 10 at the St. Francis Anglican Church. Yeah. But the actual festival is in March. So, okay. so you'll have Good a Good time to go day. to Cape Town. Great time to go to Cape Town. Parfait. Yeah. Um, another lovely story also from Cape Town is there, there's this kid, um, Sia Bonga, who is at Pinelands Primary, mm. and he's just a real hard worker and really smart and um, has been doing so well, but his parents are really struggling financially. And one of his former teachers, who has just watched and been so inspired by him, has started a crowdfunding campaign for him to get the education that that he deserves, which is, oh, sweet. I mean, that's what that, I love. Those kind of teachers that just stay with. Well you done for to life. her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I see you got another Cape Town story. What is it with Cape Town this week, huh? <laughs> I know, but you know they are trying that a little harder. Like, um, well, Cyril Ramaphosa has cancelled going to Davos in order to, um, as he should. Yeah, the World Economic forum um to to deal with load shedding but at least in cape town they are keeping that load shedding just down a notch um they they uh, uh, they released all their figures and mm. they if you compare december 2022 to december 2019 there is a 95 percent recovery which is fabulous that's amazing so pre that's brilliant post pandemic um I think it's you know almost uh, three hundred thousand. It's two hundred sixty-seven thousand or something. And that the passengers through Cape Town International Airport, and those are the people flying in and out. So they are definitely tourists. You know, not mm. people coming home or whatever. So that's not even taking into account how many people are coming in through Johannesburg either. Exactly, mm. exactly. So so it's phenomenal. And they actually, Wesgrove says that um, they're expecting this year not just recovery but actual growth big so, growth yeah. fantastic okay so now we get on to the entertainment stuff which i'm like as you said earlier show max yeah i'm i'm now watching season four of what's it called new amsterdam it's, oh. it, it's become a little bit preachy and kind of very woke you know and i i get a bit irritated with him every now and then because he's but always going off on like these missions but what no, but he's, like he's even worse now because every single every single week there's a, a message, you know. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting here and thinking, uh, okay, why don't we just have one without the, the like you know, the message about global warming and about um, Native Americans? And you know, it's, yeah. it would be nice to have something which is not so preachy. Yeah, um, but yeah. I still do enjoy it, and and because during load shedding, all I do is when we do have that bit of power, I download everything onto my smartphone so yeah, I can watch so it when, when we've got no power, which is great. You're as smart as your smartphone, Mel. And no, I call uh, it a stupid phone, so don't don't don't, don't be <laughs> like saying I'm anything like a phone. Okay, okay. okay. I've got and more then, knowledge in here than my phone <laughs> has. <laughs> oh, me too. You know what happened? You know we were talking about Charlize Theron last week. Yes. And um, and and her toilet video, and yes. she's also done this the fake sex tape. Sex tape. Yes. So Google sends me a message sends SA people a message saying uh, this page goes against our community standards, blah, 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 blah. So, so I asked them to please review it because you can mm. ask them mm. to review. I asked them to review it and I make sure this time that it says in huge bold letters, 
this tape is an April Fool's joke. It's fake. It's not really a sexy. I say it all. They did it again. So in other words, it's a computer that's checking, and obviously the yeah. computer picks up the word sex. Yeah. And um, no, the AIs and the bots so and everything. I don't know. People were trying to explain that to me, and so I'm like, you know what? There. I have enough stuff happening in here to worry about that stuff. It's just they're gathering all this information, and so when they can take over the world, I think it's just a huge <laughs> AI plot. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm not that kind of person. And all right, you're but not. And now, and <laughs> yeah. now um, talking about loud messages. I went to see Babylon last night, which is uh, coming out in South Africa this weekend. Yeah. And um, with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Okay. And, and it has a very loud message. And I thought of you and I thought, I don't think you should go see it. The message is basically how debauched Hollywood was in the early days and how it then became very narrow-minded almost. Mm. Um, but but in order to express how debauched it was, the message is so loud. There's a lot of debauchery. Okay. Well, yeah. are, you, are you saying I'm a prude, Jenny? Well, when I told you to watch... Uh, Sex in Afrikaans. No, but that was different. <laughs> it was just like one of the top five most popular shows. <sighs> I, ju I just couldn't. I'm sorry. I sat there and it was just like... No, Brie, I can't do this. Uh-uh, Wena. No, this is not for me. <laughs> I don't think you can do Babylon. So I, I haven't watched the last episode of Donkabos yet. I'm, that's my, on my list for today because it came out last night. Uh, they're going to have to do more because really that I, I, I cannot stop raving about this show and I keep telling everybody about it and they're like, yeah, but it's South African stuff. I'm like, no, this is not like South African stuff. No. I don't know. No, it it's so good. absolutely international. It is yeah. so in a class of its own. I, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I really envy anybody who starts watching it now. And remember, if you're overseas, you can watch it unless you're in the United States or Canada. Um, it's on Showmax International for everyone else. And and I envy them because they can binge the whole thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Whereas we had to wait. I hate oh. the waiting. Yeah, no, it's been it's been good though because it's like you know that I can't, I'm impatient. I can't wait for it to get to the next one. Um, yeah, and then I see that um, Dumb uh, season two is coming up as well in February. Yes, so we've got the trailer on sapeople.com right now. It looks like it's going to be just as good, if not better, than season one. Season one was one of the top ten most watched shows in 2021, um, and this is available to South Africans abroad as well. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's a, I don't watch anything horror, so I won't be watching that. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I was watching the trailer as well, and I was loving it until it got really horrific. But then I thought, well, this is what everybody else loves, you know? Yeah, the, the, you know, the younger generation, they, they love the horror movies. I decided at the age of 12 I didn't like horror movies, and I wasn't going to watch them anymore. Oh. That was that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So then what have you got coming up for um, what the, the news that's coming up for sapeople.com next week? Well, you know, it's the Grammys soon on, on February the 5th and we're going to have uh, Trevor Noah, we've already spoken about, is going to be um, hosting, hosting the evening and there are going to be some South Africans there for Best Global Music Performance. Your friend, Walter... Uh, Walter Kellerman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always say it. Wrong. What happened to your South African accent, dude? Voter, voter, vo say voter, voter. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can so vote, but roll your R at the end. 
Okay. Well, Sakes <laughs> Bantwini um, yeah. is also one of the musicians involved in that album. And so we're going to have an interview with him coming up this week. Excellent. Heading off to LA to the Grammys. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's um, the stuff that we have. Of course, as always, we implore you to send us your good news stories. Okay. And of course, try and keep a smile on your dial because, you know, everything is still beautiful here in South Africa. We just have to go and look for it instead of just getting hung down and dragged down. And if you have so much going for yourself, please remember just to try and share just that little bit with other people and share with us on sapeople.com because we like it. <laughs> Jenna Loella Fella, have a fantastic week and we'll catch up with you again next week. Thanks, Mal. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another Solid Gold Podcast. Podcast.